Hello and welcome to the first Pooley podcast, View from the Vic of the new season. Uh, with me, Richard Manier, and our pools writer for the Heart of Pool Mail, although he's not currently being let in, Joe Ramage. Welcome, Joe. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. It's been interesting, still, something to say the least. Still smiling, that's the spirit. Um, yeah, we won't, uh, <clears throat> we won't go into that on here. We've said our piece online, uh, and hopefully it'll be resolved soon enough. But, um, but yeah, the mail is currently uh, not being allowed in to cover home games at Hartlepool United, so we'll see how that pans out, but uh, hopefully we're back in soon. Um, Joe is still doing a sterling job covering the club, um, and the season kicks off this weekend, so we thought we'd bring you a pre-season preview. Um, looking back on the summer, transfer business done so far, uh, where Joe thinks pools need to strengthen still as we uh, head towards the, the new campaign. Uh, we'll talk about some of the off-field stuff and then look ahead to the, to the weekend. Um, should we start just with a big win early this week against Sunderland? Then Joe, um, what was your what was your take on it? The team picked um, the way sort of pools approached it and, and the result, which was uh, which was impressive. Yeah, impressive to say the least. I, I know that it's it's only pre season, and I think this year more so than ever that is a statement that rings true after what we saw last year. You know, there was there was games, performances, players who. Did okay last season, uh, and then uh, last preseason, sorry, and then we all know what happened uh, when once the season got going. So you do take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt, but I, th- I think it's hard to knock what what they did on on Tuesday night. It was a good result against uh, a good, decent Sunderland side. I know they they changed things around as well, but you know, to score five, getting a lot of your, uh, forward players on the score sheet as well. You know, you, you can't uh, you can't really knock that, and it should have given them. Good, good confidence boost going into Saturday against Barnet. So, and it was good. There was a good crowd there as well, um, which is another thing that I was quite surprised by. I know there'll be, there will have been a good contingent of Sunderland supporters there, but it shows you, you know, that once we're getting closer to the season, that the Hartlepool supporters are, you know, they're coming back out and they're ready to go and ready to bounce back. So it was, it was a good, good night's work for for everyone really. Um, in terms of the, the team, obviously John Ashley started quite strongly. I, and then made changes at the break. I'm more inclined to think that the Harriet game will have been the one that he, he more focused on in terms of a dress rehearsal for Saturday. You know, I think uh, Tuesday, because of the close proximity to going down the barn on Saturday, he'll have been a little bit wary of injuries and things. Um, but, you know, I, I think, as he said, post-match, everyone gave a good account of themselves. There was no one who really struggled. And, yeah, just, just a really good night's work all in, I think. And sort of pre-season as a whole, um, seems to have been a fairly positive. Pools, obviously, uh, you know, obviously when you get relegated from the from the AFL in the National League, there's going to naturally be a huge turnover. <clears throat> Some big big players um, and sort of club stalwarts have left. Um, how would you kind of assess pre-season as a whole, the kind of players that have left in the business? Obviously, there's still more business to be done and there may well be further exits as well, I guess. Um, but probably pretty inevitable, you'd have thought. Um, especially if bids come in that are of reasonable value. Um, but yeah, overall, Joe, how do you see the summer and, and pre-season? Again, I think it's one of those where you, you approach it with a little bit of trepidation almost just because of last year. I think we're all scarred from what happened 12 months ago and, you know, not to sort of come across negative about that, but it, it is one that is just going to be naturally in the back of everyone's head, you know, so you can't get carried away with it. But it it has been okay. It's been decent. You know, there's been some decent results in there, some decent performances. As I mentioned there against Sunderland, you know, you had your forward men 
scoring goals, which has been a theme throughout. You know, I think the two new signings, uh, Emmanuel Diaz and Chris Ray, they've scored a couple of goals and a couple of assists between them. You know, which can only help their confidence. Anthony Mancini. I mean, you saw the, the second goal the other night. That was a real, really impressive goal. You know, counter attack involving a couple of players and finish well. You know, the kind of ASCII blueprint that we might expect this season now that he's got his his stamp on things. So, yeah, it, it's been okay. They've, um, from what I've seen them in the in the two away games, I know the opposition slightly lower level, but they look a bit fitter. You know, they look organised. You know, he's he switched between two systems. He's been given 45 minutes to maybe a back three or a back five, which we've seen from Hartlepool over the last couple of years, really, since Dave Chandler's time. You know, with, when we've had uh, David Ferguson, Jamie Sterry as wing-backs, that's something that he's kept uh, this summer. And then we've seen in the second half, he's maybe switched to a back four and a 4-3-3, three, three, which is the sort of system that we were taught to maybe expect when he got appointed in February. So and the players are looking quite well suited to both you know there's aptin to both um and that, that that's only a positive as well that they score on goals in both systems so it's been positive i think beyond that i'd say that they've it, it seems a happy camp you know despite what happened uh last season from when i've gone in people that you know that you're passing in, in the stadium and things like that it seems a bit more of a happier camp and that the pre-season's gone a bit better than what it did last year you know they had the training camp up in scotland where there was no sort of song and dancing about that. It was just up there to work. They were doing multiple sessions a day and I think everyone bought into it. And that's been something that John Askey said right at the end of last season, you know, even before relegation was confirmed, whatever division they were going to be in this season, it was a case of getting good characters in this summer. And it's something, it's something that seems to be what, what they've done. You know, I think there's eight or nine players coming now and they all seem to have settled in well, like say, scoring goals, assisting and all working hard and buying into what the project is, which is ultimately to try and get straight back up into the Football League. You know, there's a lot of teams that have come out and said that, you know, you're seeing new signings from other clubs elsewhere or managers and things targeting promotion. It hasn't really been said much at Hartlepool until the last week where sort of John Ashley's come out and said, this is, it's got to be the target. You know, I think he said on Tuesday night, we've got to be in around the playoffs as a minimum, but we need to be challenged at the top. And that's absolutely the right mindset to have. In terms of the kind of <clears throat> the shape of the team, system formations, what's your assessment of that and how you think pools will shape up this season and the types of player as well, I guess, that Askey's brought in with, you know, the National League is very, very physical, isn't it? End to end, um, you need big, big players in both boxes. Um, how do you sort of see the business done so far and, what, and where do you sort of think pools might be lacking? Yeah, it's a good point, actually. And I think you can look at, Sort of Deus Uri and uh, Emmanuel Onoriasi, who's who've come in, and they both at either end of the field they offer that sort of presence that might have been lacking at times last season. I think you know Josh Murray he did really well. He, he he carried the team for certainly the first half of last season. You could maybe even argue beyond that. I know his form dropped off a little bit after the January window and the interest in him, and he picked up a knock and things like that. But you know he, he certainly did a good job. But getting someone in, you know, a big presence alongside him is a boost. Um, saw it red card again i know there's a bit of context they've had in terms of the level of the opposition but we saw them linking up quite well in the first 45 minutes that they played together uh at the back like say on riassi he, he adds a little bit of presence in there if he's going to go in as that sort of center back of the back three or he can adapt in a back two uh, and he had a little bit of pace as well and i mean defensively is one that really needs to be they need to be on the money this year because it was the worst defensive record in the division last season so that that is something that they have to cut out they have to stamp out 
I think there's been three new arrivals in, in the defence. You know, Charlie Seaman came in on loan from Doncaster, which John Askey had said he wanted a natural right back. And that suggests to me that he might be the one to start out there with Dan Dodds moving in as sort of a third centre-back like we saw at times last season, um, which, again, that, that could be an inclination of how he's going to set up in terms of being a back three or a back five. Beyond that, I think he brought the two goalkeepers in and, that, and they brought them in early in Joel Dixon and Pete Jameson and they were two two key signings for me that they could be two big signings because <laughs> three weeks after the end of the season, Hartwell didn't have a goalkeeper on the books. You know, Ben Killip went, he's since gone to Barnsley. Jack Solacek, he went back to Leicester and obviously Patrick Boyd, he went to Fleetwood Town. So goalkeeper was an issue and an area that needed addressing immediately and they did that and they got in two really strong goalkeepers to the point where, what are we now? We're a couple of days off from the start of the season and it's still, you don't you don't really know which way John Oski is going to sway in terms of who he's going to give the gloves to on Saturday. You know, the squad numbers came out uh, yesterday. Joel Dixon is number one. Are we reading too much into that? You don't know these days. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who does start. They've both shared their minutes across pre-season, as you'd expect. And it, it's, it's an important position. And, and again, that's something that Askey's highlighted quite a few times. I think if you're going to be successful, you need decent goalkeepers and goalkeepers that you can rely on. Um, and you don't necessarily want to be chopping and changing through form or <coughs> things like that throughout the season, which has sometimes been the case over the last couple of years. So that's a position that you certainly think has been upgraded and you look at that with, with confidence and that can then breed confidence to those who are playing in front of them. Going further forward, midfield, Kieran Wallace on paper looks a decent sign. I know he's injured at the moment, expecting him to miss maybe most of August, I think, with a broken toe, you know, sort of four to six weeks for that. If he did it, I think he did it on the training camp in Scotland. So, yeah, you're looking mid-August, end of August, where he might come back in. But on the face of it, you're getting someone who played over 30 games for a team in League Two, just missed out on the playoffs last year. I think he played 50 games in across his two years with Mansfield. So, that's no mean feat for a side who when I've seen them over the last couple of years they've been one of the sides that have impressed me the most when Hartlepool have played them to be honest so yeah on paper good signing there when he's back fit Anthony Mancini he's he's the name that everyone's been talking about for this pre-season you know he came in on trial stood out against Middlesbrough um, I, I do agree with John Askey in the sense that because of the, the fancy name the fancy hair possibly he's maybe getting a little bit more credit than what he would get if he was just, what did he say in the interview with Joe Smith from Hartlepool? But <laughs> he, he has impressed. He's done well. You know, he's got goals and assists to his name. Done enough yeah, to... Might, might tell him by the end of August he's going to do too well. <laughs> yeah. He, but importantly, again, I think I think the decision was made on him early in terms of ability. It was then a case of, does his character fit in? And that's something that he'd said, John Askey, this is, he'd said mainly <laughs> in his interviews, since he's been back for pre-season. Um, obviously, Mancini went out to the training camp and that was a good environment for everyone within within the squad and within the staff to, to get a good look at him and, and decide whether he's going to fit in here. And obviously, they decided yes and handed him the new deal. And then he, he did well down at Redker. And then against Sunderland, you know, he scored two two really good goals and he also scored a good goal at Harrogate. So he could be one almost where you, you're looking at the start of the season and thinking he could be a key player this season and one want to watch and certainly want to get fans excited as well. And I think they've already made a, a quite catchy chant up about them as well. So it's nice to have that sort of that that feel good element just like after what we've all been through over the last last season. Um 
but I suppose it all it all boils down to to Saturday, doesn't it? You know, the, we can talk about tactics and the shape of the squad and areas to strengthen it. it it's all about the results on the pitch, um, and that, that obviously gets going on Saturday. And in terms of the system, yeah, like like we we're saying in, in pre season, it's either I I suspect that it's going to be a back three or a back five. Um, I think that's probably what's most comfortable, and then. So if the changes in system with the back four, you can, you can look to switch it up at the break, depending on how games are going. Um, but it's nice for them to have that that in the locker this season as well. And some of the players that have left this summer, obviously Jamie Sterry and Nicky Featherson, a bit of a saga around that, obviously, but finally confirmed, <clears throat> I think, by him, wasn't it, over uh, social media at the weekend. Um, two big two big players, two big, you know, big characters as well around the dressing room, around the squad, obviously played a huge part in Pools' recent... Um, I was going to say success in terms of promotion from the National League and obviously both played the part last season as well in terms of, you know, club getting relegated, but still two big characters who've gone. Um, sad to see those two guys go. And do you think Askey will be able to replace them them in the dressing room? Yeah, it is. It's particularly for uh, Featherstone. I think it's it, it was a real shame how that, that's played out. I think Jamie Sturry was one that as soon as it looked as though they were going to get relegated, he was probably always going to be likely to move on because... We've said a countless times on this podcast that he's a player who can certainly play in the football league, you know, and injuries preventing he, he could maybe even step higher. So that was the one that you you expected once once relegation was confirmed. The Nicky Featherston one is yeah, it's a strange one because the inclinations were that he wanted to stay, you know, and I think John Martin said he wanted to stay as well. So for to to go from both camps, both parties almost thinking that they were going to be agreeing a deal to then just drifting on and on and on to get to the point where it's taken until the week before the start of the season for a confirmation one way or the other. It all just a little bit strange and it, he will be a miss. Um, you only have to look at the, the ex-teammates, ex-managers, you know, what people in the club have said about Nicky Featherston to know how well he's thought of. Um, I know he's one that split opinion at times amongst the fan base perhaps an easy easy player to, to target or give a little bit of criticism to because of the longevity he's had at Hartlepool but for me I think he, he would have been someone that you could have relied on this year to come in maybe not be playing 35-40 games like what we're used to seeing from him especially with someone like Kevin Wallace coming in but he's someone that you could have relied on on this on the Saturday Tuesday ringroll that you get on where you might be at home on a Saturday then you're going down to something like a ball and wood on a Tuesday night where you can bring someone like Nicky Featherstone in who's been there, who's done it. And he would have been a great player and a great personality to have in the dressing room this season as well. So, real shame. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes, where his next move will be. Uh, I think the fact that he hasn't gone anywhere again tells you how much he sort of felt as though a deal would have been reached with Hartlepool there. He, he had a little bit of a trial at Stockport recently, more of a favour from Dave Challoner, you know, just sort of, Helping him out, get his fitness up once it realised once he realised that the move wasn't going to happen uh, to come back here. So a real shame, and I think with him out and obviously with Wallace as well, that you talk about areas of strength and that that midfield one is is probably one that is still open. Uh, yeah. Bringing in maybe that sort of that holding midfielder to, to sit in as a three or as a two, um, but that'll be one that I think that they certainly are monitoring and. One that I would expect it if there's somebody coming that the next one to come in will, will probably be that area. Just, just sort of quickly, do you think Josh Humer will go before uh, or the next few weeks? Um, if you'd asked, if we'd done this at the beginning of pre-season, I would have said it would have been a case of 
when, not if. Um, but the, the feeling now really is that I think there's a confidence that, that he's going to stay. There's there's been interest, but there's been interest most of this year, really. I think you know we saw what happened on deadline day in January. There was a couple of League One clubs, a couple of League Two clubs who were sniffing around and who'd made approaches. They did exactly the right thing that they should have done at that time, keeping hold of their key player. Because at that point, you know, they needed him to try and stay up. It didn't happen. And then it was a case of, well, like I say, when, not if. But bids have been knocked back. Um, bids that have been, like John Askey said, good bids, but bids that aren't upfront enough. Like they, they don't make the valuation that the club have upfront at the moment. And like, I think that's a good approach from the club. You know, it's easy to, to knock them at times over the last 12 months, but to, to keep to keep that that stand on a player like Josh Murray and make sure that you get your value. I think the same with Mo Silla in terms of giving him the contract to make sure that you don't lose him on a free. I know obviously that where that's gone that could end up happening anyway, but with someone like Murray, you, you want to make sure if you do sell him that you're going to get compensated for it well, where you could reinvest it into the squad. Um, I put a piece out on the mail yesterday or the beginning of the week, rather, uh, about Gillingham. They, they were certainly one of the clubs who have had a bid in from this summer and you know, they've since turned their attention elsewhere. So at the moment, it feels like he's going to stay. Um, he's, he's back in, he's back playing, he's getting building his fitness up, he's scored in pre-season. And all of a sudden, you look at a potential partnership with him and Deyasuri and you think that, that could be a decent front two in, in this league. You know, I think Deyasuri scored 13 for Halifax last year. Yumeri scored 15 in League Two. He scored 17 the last time he was in this, this division. So there's goals there and like they're the best community that you can have at any level so to keep hold of him will be massive um i do think it's something that will just run on you know once we get the season up and running there'll be teams in league two who you know a striker might get injured on saturday you know so then they'll be looking around for players who they see as value and yeah, outside yeah. outside of the division josh murray is certainly someone who is is value to, to go into that division he proved that last last year and aside they got relegated so you can never say never until the windows close, and I, I really do think that it is one that might just simmer on in the background until what, like the thirty first of August or the first September when the window closes. But at the moment, the, the feeling seems to be that he's going to stay, and his attitude is, it certainly seems to have picked up as well. And he's, he's buying into to this preseason with with John Askey, so that, that'll be a really really good sign if they can keep him and if they can get him fit and firing to start the season. Like I say, that's a good partnership there that they've got and could lead them into a decent season. One one definite exit um, off the field, Darren Kelly. What's um, how much of a blow is that going to be? I mean, I know they'll you know he's they'll stay off for I think the transfer window, won't he? Um, so you know all of the business should be done by the time he leaves. But moving forward, big blow. He seems to have worked well with John Nasky. I mean, proof will be in the pudding in terms of the players they brought in, but some promise there. So that's a, it's another off-field blow, isn't it? On the back of a lot of staff members leaving over the last year or so. Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a strange one, isn't it, how it's come about? You know, he's only been in since the end of February. Um, I think the club have been keen to stress that he's done a good job. Quite where it sits with Askey, you know, obviously that's something that we might have to find out and something that he might be asked in his press conference uh, ahead of the weekend. Um, you'd like to think that the business is done, or the majority of the business is done, and any further targets who might be coming in are already kind of in the pipeline. So, as you say, when he does go in a month's time, the recruitment side of things, which I know he's, he's kind of got an arm in, in a lot of aspects of the club, but the recruitment one was certainly one of the key areas that he was brought in for. You'd like to think that that is, is going to be almost most done, so there won't be too much change there. But like you said, it doesn't necessarily give off a good sign, does it, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's 
brought out was personal reasons for for Darren Kelly himself. It's still, like you say, another key member of staff leaving. I know like the data analyst Chris Navy, he left earlier in the season too. So there's still that worrying turnover of of key key staff members behind the scenes and obviously players as well that that are still turning over and leaving the club, which it's just got to stop at some point. It really does. Um, They've said that they're going to reappoint in the role, which suggests that, again, it backs up the job that that they feel that he's done uh, to try and keep some sort of continuity there. But it's one of them where we'll just have to see, won't we? You know, he's he's got another month month left. The links with the academy is another thing that he he was brought in for. We've seen a few more of them feature over pre-season. The academy, obviously, they, they brought a new intake of of players in as well over the summer so it, it is a it's a it's an interesting one to see how they go about it and the sort of person that they'll bring in uh for the role if they keep it and whether they'll keep that sort of recruitment relationship with john askey or whether john askey's had a taste of that this summer and thought no you know what i'd rather do this myself or go this way or go this way um their conversations at the club i'm assuming are having internally and darren kelly may be having as well you know while he hands over so an interesting one but at the same time, yeah, it is, it is whatever the reason it is, a little bit worrying that key staff members still continue to be to be going in and out of the club. It's just a, such ease, really. And just sort of um, finally, then looking ahead to Barn at the weekend, um, we touched on it a bit earlier. But who, who do you think will start and goal, and any other particular selection dilemmas for ASCII? And um, obviously, important to get off, off to a good result as well. You know, and everyone remembers how last season started, but. Um, yeah. The National League's a completely different kettle of fish. But, yeah, how do you see Barnett going this weekend, Joe? Yeah, uh, it hit the nail on the head there. That That's why I think I'm a little bit apprehensive about the way the pre-season's gone because you saw how quickly that came crashing down at Walsall last year, you know, um, and all of a sudden any sort of positivity with John Askey staying and building up a bit of feel-good factor within the squad and all these sorts of things that'll that'll quickly be forgotten about if Saturday goes a similar way as to what that open day did last year. So it's a big game. It's a a really important game. I know you can turn around and say, well, yeah, there's another 45 after this, but because of the mentality that's been around the club, because of the negativity of going down, and you you need to to start winning games again. You know, how many games did they win last year? I think it was nine. You need to get that feeling of, of winning football matches back into you as a club, as a fan base, as a manager, as players. So it, it's a more important game for Hartlepool than I'd say Barnet, you know, and it's a good test for them as well because, you know, they're aside. I think they finished fifth in the table last year. So they got in the playoffs. They'll be looking to go one better this year. You know, there might be quite a few people's tips to do okay this year as well. So it's a, it's a really tough opener for them and it'll give them a good sense of, where they're at and or, or what they might need to do going ahead because then you come back and then you play Gateshead in your first home game, another side who quietly gone about their business quite well this this summer and who might chalk a few people this season. So it's a, it's a tricky opening for them. But in a way, it's probably one that you'd want. You'd rather test yourself straight away so you can get a, a feeling for it and get back into this league in the swing of it against sides who you think are going to do well than perhaps playing some sides who might struggle and then get a test further down the line where you think, oh, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. So it is a big game. Um, selection issues, yeah, like the goalkeeper one is is certainly one of the interesting ones because I, I still think that could you could flip a coin up until two o'clock until we get the team news. To be honest, um, like I say, the squad numbers came out. Does a number? Does Dixon being given the number one mean he's going to be the number one? Absolutely not. You know, 
John Askey's been, he's had Pete Jameson as a player before, he got promoted with him at York, so th that literally could go either <coughs> way. I think the, the, the key thing is, it seems as though both keepers are sort of pushing each other on as well, and whoever does get the nod, it'll not be a case of any ill will or anything like that. I, that's that team spirit that he's been uh, keen to bring in. Beyond that, I suppose it'll be formation-based if you go off the back five. Like I said earlier, I think Charlie Seaman, he starts out on the right in that wing-back role, which you'll see Dan Dodds in as the third centre-back. And then you'll have a couple of decisions to make in central defence and then David Ferguson. Obviously, new captain now, he'll lead them out on Saturday. He, he's going to be a big player for them up, up that left-hand side. Um, midfield almost picks itself, given the injuries, you know, with Mancini, Callum Cook in there. Tom Crawford probably, you know, it's been nice to see him get some minutes under his belt. Obviously, missed most of last season with an ankle injury. So it's been nice to see him get plenty of minutes under his belt in pre-season. And then you're from two on Dayasura, he's he's suspended. You know, he's carrying the suspension over from last season, got sent off uh, for Halifax in their last game of the season or the second last game of the season. So he, he's missing. So that means Josh Yamura, Chris Ray, they they likely going to be your front two. Um, but there's a decent balance there, you know, and, and there's options all of a sudden off the bench. Um, so it's going to be, yeah, it, it's interesting. It, it, it's always nice, regardless of what's gone on in the past sort of 12 months and even over the summer and the uncertainties that are still around the club. We've talked about staff leaving and the club up for sale and things like that. It's, it's score time, isn't it? You know, this is what everyone waits for. You get to the start of the season and no matter what's going on, it's about what, what happens now and everyone looks forward to the start of a new season regardless of what's gone before so we can get a good 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 test and a good example of what's going to happen hopefully what's going to be a good season good stuff thank you very much joe um yeah hopefully we'll be allowed back in soon um but uh, joe will continue to cover pools uh home and away as best we can um throughout the season so please do log on to the mail website and pick up a copy of the paper every every thursday um for the latest news from the vic and joel will be across all the latest transfer news as well um and we'll look to do these regularly throughout the season thanks for your time joe yeah been good to see you again <laughs> um, <laughs> indeed yeah and uh catch everybody hopefully after uh open opening season win at barnet we live in hope cheers joe thanks all